welcome to the Find Your Path podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and defining your own unique path at work and in your career. I'm your host, career and leadership coach, Michelle Yu, and I'm here to show you what's possible in the realm of your career, which starts by unlocking the power of your mind. Life is way too short to be following someone else's path, and you should work on the things that you enjoy. Now let's dive in. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Find Your Path podcast. I want to just jump right in today and share a little bit of insight, especially from these conversations that I've been having, and I've been noticing this word dream job get dropped around so much recently that I thought I'd come in and share my perspective. I want to give a shout out to one of my clients who asked me this during our initial discovery call. She had some questions for me towards the end and she was she's like, what's your take on the dream job and if those exist? And that was such an interesting question. And I want to give my shout out to my client who asked that because then I want to say a week later, another client of mine um, mentioned the same word and I'm like, okay, something is going on here. And I just started to see that more and more, especially after that word has been brought to my attention. So here's an episode to just talk about this term that we've given so much meaning and have ascribed as sort of like a goal to pursue and Let's just dissect it. So the first context that I want to bring awareness to is a lot of times people use this word in comparison to someone else. For example, saying my partner is in a dream job or it sounds like my friend found their dream job and I'm so happy for them. And then they this tends to become this measuring stick between where you're at and where the other person is at. And the the reason why saying a dream job is harmful is a couple of reasons. The first one being that it really discredits where you are right now. And our language and how we see things is so important. And that term is just gives this like unreachable, unrealistic expectation. It's sort of like if you were to say the dream perfect partner or the dream, the dreamiest perfect house. And then there's always going to be something that we will find flawed in whatever we do. And I think this is the exact same perspective that we should be bringing when we say a dream job. And because the underlying intention of using a dream job as a measuring stick completely then discredits all the progress of where you are right now. And another reason why it's harmful to use this term is because it doesn't take into consideration that we're all just meant to grow. I can think of times in my career where I thought I landed in a dream job or a dream role. But then turns out, fast forward a couple years later, it tends to be completely different than what I expected. Like the role has changed, the responsibilities evolved, I've evolved, and my desire for more has changed. 
So we need to be thinking about this in the totality of our career that we're meant to evolve, we're meant to desire growth and change, and we can actually outgrow our dream jobs, just like how we can outgrow our dream house and so forth. If in the true context of things, if we're desiring to get better and improve and have a mindset of growth, then the same would apply here that sometimes we're just going to hit periods where we want to shed and then grow and completely aspire for something else. The last thing I want to add some perspective to as well, I kind of touched on this, but it's the understanding that our careers and our life work spans well beyond the short-term nature of where we see us now. So sometimes when we're in a rut and we get into this comparison mode, Maybe we're getting triggered of seeing people in positions where they're happy, but we could just shift our perspective and say, okay, I'm only unhappy where I am in this short sliver of time, understanding that our careers will span over 40, 50, 60 years, however long we desire to work. And that gives us perspective to know that And maybe even reframe how we talk about a dream job is that we're just in a period of transition where we're not doing what we really aspire to do, but we have so much more time to get closer to that version of what we actually want to do. So I think there's just so much embedded in the language of dream job. We kind of ascribe it as something that we should be doing. We use it as a measuring stick to maybe sort of shame ourselves of where we are now and that we're not there. Or maybe we are there and we're happy and that's okay too. But just understanding that it's all within perspective, that these things can absolutely change over time. So on the flip side, let's go there. Let's say someone thought they were in their dream job and then a couple years later, they realize that that they want to do something completely different and they want to transition and change courses. And that's okay too. It's about being able to give yourself the permission that we're allowed to evolve and that that measuring stick And that goalpost is always going to move, which is why I think it's so harmful to use it as this end-all, be-all, mystical, you know, finale that we should aspire to because realistically, it's going to change as we evolve. Instead, I think what could be helpful is reframing how we actually see the situation. So I like to think of it as this discovery period where you're trying to better understand the aspects that you enjoy and the aspects that you want to shed. So it's like creating these guardrails. Let's say you want to get one step closer to this vision of yourself where you're doing the work that you like, which I think is a much better way of reframing and describing a dream job, but it being able to get clear on what are the boundaries of what you want to play with. This analogy or imagery just came into mind that I wanted to share, but it's like if you're bowling and you're new to it, you can put up bumpers on the side so that your ball doesn't go into the gutter. And it's like, I like to think about this in terms of how we should be thinking about our careers too. It's like, put up the bumpers that are going to block the areas that you really don't want. 
And then the bumpers can get bigger and bigger where you're more narrowed in on what it is that you actually do want to focus on. So we should be thinking about our ideal work as a way of, okay, what is it that I want to completely strip out and where do I need to go where it'll allow me or where where I will actually know that I'm moving in the right direction because I feel more energized, because I feel happier in what I'm doing, or because the stuff just comes much more naturally to me. Those are all measures that we could use as a way to see if we're moving in the right track. And the other thing is by learning to measure your career based on progress to the proximity of what it is that we actually want. I fundamentally think that instead of it being this finite goal, I'm in this profession that I'm supposed to be in and that should be my dream job, it's like allowing yourself to iterate as the time progresses. And I think using myself as an example, I started off completely unsure of what I wanted to do. I started off in sales. I kind of fell into it. I didn't know what I wanted to do long term, but I knew that selling wasn't it. And from there, I was able to transition into recruiting because it felt like I was able to help people yet still leverage my sales skills. And then from recruiting, it evolved into human resources, thinking about people holistically in an organization and how to best support them and create the systems and the structure. And then from there, it kind of evolved into coaching. And from coaching, it's going to go to who knows where. But I think the whole underlying thread, at least within my career journey, is understanding and not being afraid of letting go of the aspects that don't fulfill you and that feel like such a drag and then being able to move closer to the aspects that you actually like and actually enjoy. When I coach people, there tends to be this mentality that people tell themselves that they need to do these things to sort of prove themselves or because they just have been conditioned to aspire to that next level because that's what everyone else has told them they need to do without actually asking themselves, well, what is it that I am actually really good at? And what it is what is it that I actually like to do? So if we're able to focus in and use that as the North Star, then in the whole series of one's career, it's going to shift and evolve over time naturally as an individual grows. But we just tend to like shut down those desires and those wishes because we're on a path that feels really safe, um, which is a completely different episode. I think I could go into why people suppress themselves. But on this note, we can just use a simple measuring stick as does this next role get me one step closer to the work that I want to do, to the impact that I want to make? And then from there, knowing that you've made the best decision within your control at the moment to move yourself closer to the ideal vision. I think another thing that's coming up as I say this is that jobs and careers look so different than in our parents' generation. And we need to really like first off, shed all the stuff that we've learned and picked up from our parents and their careers 
and understand that it's really starting to shift that people have far more freedom and flexibility than they've ever had before with the rise of technology, with the rise of just so many different ways to make money and to monetize that we don't need to necessarily stay in the same role, in the same company, in the same industries that our parents did. So I don't know if this resonates, but I do want people to get just super laser clear focused that we do pick up stories from our parents and from their generation and from how they do things that might affect us now. But we're in a completely different world now where it's less stigmatized to move careers or to try different things. And because of that, we should feel far more liberated in being able to choose and decide what it is that we actually want to do. So there's a lot of options out there and that might completely be overwhelming and to get people into this analysis paralysis decision fatigue scenario, but just going back to the whole image of these bumpers and these guardrails, like keeping focused and continuing to just narrow it down a little bit and a little bit more with each step that you take, that should be how we measure progress and giving ourselves that patience and the compassion that we are able to evolve and change over time. And that is completely okay. All right. I hope this perspective is helpful for you. I hope that it helps you to reframe the way that you think about your search or your current situation, that you're not measuring yourself against a very unrealistic and attainable goal because it's always going to move. And instead, measuring yourself based on the small shifts of progress and knowing that you are getting one step closer to the things that you've desired and giving yourself permission that it's okay to evolve and change over time and completely scrap it and course correct if you need to, if that is it. Thanks for listening today. If you are enjoying what you're hearing and want to take the work deeper, there are several ways to work with me. I work with my individual clients for a period of six months, supporting them through various aspects, whether it's a career transition or with honing in on their own unique leadership style. Head to www.michellekyou.com to learn more or follow me on Instagram at michelle.k.yu for more actionable tips and insights on how you can break limits in your career. New podcast episodes come out every week, so subscribe or join my email list. I'll see you all next time.